Quarantine, a chill appreciation fan cast for Steven Universe. I'm Liz, that's Aaron, and we're going to be your hosts as we talk about episodes 41 through 46 of the first season of Steven Universe. Now, Aaron, we may have hit a snafu here. Yeah, like we might not have sound. What do you mean? Uh, normally we have sound playing through computer here. But I am Can not... people not hear us? Um, for those of you... I'm going to put a message in the thing here. And Well, no. Uh, we had Justin, uh, a friend of ours, uh, comment that... Okay, no, they can hear us. They can hear us. Sorry. Thank you, guys. I was a little paranoid. Should we little... restart or should no, we just roll no. with this? We're going to roll with it. We are absolutely going to roll with it. Because we're live, damn it. Oh, we're live. Okay. <laughs> Well, uh, besides that snafu, I think we may have a DuckTales situation on our hands. DuckTales? Woo! What do you... No! I think we have a problem where we have seen some episodes out of order. Oh, oh! I thought you were going to mean like that like we're not going to be able to actually see the end of it because no, it, no, no, we're no, still no. like in the midst of uh, everything. No, that's entirely possible. We didn't do enough research when we started this out. We have no idea. But I think we may have seen a few episodes out of order. Looking at the thoughtful episode list that Wikipedia provides, I am afraid that the Hulu ordering is a little bit out of whack. Hopefully this will not hurt anything, but just to keep things all on the level, um, I'm going to quickly name the six episodes that we will be talking about. If you're watching on Hulu, there shouldn't be a problem, but if you're going um, by the episode list canonically, there might be an issue. So the episodes we are discussing today are episodes 41 through 46, entitled Horror Club, Winter Forecast, Maximum Capacity, Marble Madness, Rose's Scabbard, and The Message. The reason why we think it's off is that The Message shows up maybe four episodes after episode 45. So that can canonically, it aired in order. But even then, like it has the finale airing before some other episodes of the first season. So it could have been that it was aired strangely when it started out. It could be that it's been uploaded strangely. Um, but those are the six that we are discussing today. Yeah, I, there's going to be, I think, a little bit of spoilers um, with the way Hulu has it, which kind of stinks. Um, but we'll deal. Um, unfortunately, there's not much we can do about it uh, because of how we watched it and how Hulu has it, too. So there's not much that we can do about it. Yeah, the strange thing is that um, looking at the list, the air dates are not how it orders this canonically. It appears to order it story-wise in a regular sense, uh, but the air dates are... It's an odd thing to say the least, so we'll just make sure that we are very specific with these last few episodes about exactly what we are discussing. Yeah. Um, so if you would like to join us, we record every Tuesday night at 5 p.m. live on our Facebook page at Married to the Idea Reviews. So you can join in with comments and questions about the episodes we're discussing or any previous episodes. Like we've said before, no spoilers for those of us uh, like Aaron and myself who only got so far in the show and no farther. Um, we are very excited to catch back up to where we were and see some new to us stuff culminating <laughs> in the movie. But so far, we are only as far as we are in this season. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited. And uh, thanks to everyone who is commenting so far let's do and, some shout outs who we got uh well we've had steven paint uh sarah saxon who did confirm that they can hear us which is fantastic thank you sarah uh and then justin uh who threw one of those kind of uh very quick uh punchy jokes uh two fish slammed into a wall damn <laughs> uh which is very reminiscent to uh to your infamous joke or not infamous famous joke it is a famous joke two fish are in a tank one looks at the other and says, hey, do you know how to drive this thing? I was going to go with the other one, uh, two drums and a cymbal fall down a hill. But um, oh, that's your joke. I only have one joke. That's your joke. I couldn't possibly have done that joke. I'm I, not nearly that funny on purpose. I, I cannot lame. Uh, lame. <laughs> lame. I am not that lame. I cannot claim credit to that joke because I swear I heard it from you. Oh, cool. I have two jokes now, everyone. Be warned. 
you may have heard it from like your roommate Sam uh, or Ryan, friends of the podcast. So. Entirely possible. Uh, but yes, I'm looking forward to talking about these. Uh, uh, Aaron insisted detail. we could not discuss all twelve in one episode. That oh, we had I know. I up. was saying, I was saying we could. You were someone. I thought you were saying we could. <laughs> we'll have to go back to the records. I never look back. It distracts from the now. So <laughs> I'm. Either which way, I'm glad with the cho- the chunk we have selected. I, I don't know, Sarah. Keenan, Keenan, uh, Keenan's pretty funny, but this is this is a P, uh, PK BK before Keenan pre Keenan. So, <laughs> all right. Episode 41, Horror Club. Steven goes to the lighthouse to watch scary movies with Ronaldo, Lars, and Sadie. I... Uh... Why? Do... <laughs> Stop trying to make Lars a thing. It's not going to become a thing. He's not a thing. You know, again, the realness of these people is what really sells it for me. That they aren't just... They're one-dimensional, but more so in a really entirely believable way. That there are just people who are so consumed with what people think of them that they would cast off anyone that makes them appear less than cool. I, and what I know about these characters and what we will know about these characters, I, I'm i honestly wondering if they're building something up, but I just don't know if the payoff is going to be worthwhile. Like, it's really weird how they keep building up Lars when in reality, Lars is not a good character. He's not a good person. Everyone else has some sort of redeeming quality. Amethyst does actually care about people. uh, Something that we kind of see in a, in a very um, later episode, something that we see very, very soon. Um, You know, Garnet and Pearl have their flaws, but they work through them. They try to become better people. Sadie, you know, she lied to Stephen and Lars during the island adventure, but, you know, she made up for it. She has a scar to remind her, which we found out in this episode. It's like, wait, did Sadie have that scar? I was literally watching this episode. I was like, did Sadie have this scar? No, wait. And then, like, I looked at him like, holy crap. The and continuity is fantastic. That's that's amazing that they, like, they thought of that. Um, and it kind of reminds me, like, shows are, nowadays are kind of starting to do that. Like, My Hero Academia, like... If he has a scar, it continues through the show. Um, but the kid gets beat up a lot. Isn't yeah, he does. Like ninety percent scar. Um, he <laughs> eventually, yeah. <laughs> uh, but this Lars is—I wouldn't say irredeem- irredeemable, but he is definitely not someone who is trying to become a better person. I think that's it. He's not actively seeking to become better. He's not trying to be his best self. He doesn't think there's anything wrong with him. He thinks he is his best self. Like he apologizes for things, which is fu- which is great, which, you know, it takes us on this roller coaster, but it's like every time we go to a new episode that has him in it, he resets to zero. Even in this one, like I don't like Ronaldo much, but I do like this how it shows that he and Lars were friends and that it shows that Ronaldo at least is willing to engage and to try to make amends and try to understand whereas Lars just brushes it off and you know walks away doesn't really care about any of that also hashtag Sonaldo Zonaldo Sonaldo and what is that uh I ship Sadie and Ronaldo <laughs> uh Ronaldo's very nice to Sadie and it doesn't feel like a creepy milady sort of thing, which no, I thought but... it would, but it doesn't. He, he seems to be just very genuine and nice to her. Well, like she shows, and she's nice to him. Yeah, it shows they have a genuine, uh, similar interests. Uh, that or they, sorry, they share interests. Uh, the scary like, you... movies and the paranormal, like that's both interesting to them, and, and like, it is like us. Yeah, <laughs> and he, uh, he, he uh, respects that. You know, in these situations where stuff goes down she like keeps a clear and calm head it's like we got to get out of here we've got to move and where everyone else freezes up like i don't know what to do she's like we've got to move and it, it she's just very pragmatic exactly it's um i probably would attribute that to her mom that we meet later on and i think in season two they're it, very good about showing how ronaldo really does genuinely care about Sadie's feelings and that's not a ploy. He never wants to like an arm around the shoulder thing or is posturing in front of Lars. He generally is like, are you okay? 
hey, that was really cool how you helped out. Like maybe later when the, the normies have gone, we can come back and investigate. <laughs> it's, it's all very genuine and nice. I do like that um, the... Yeah, and when something happens to Sadie, though she does, she you know survives the episode. When when something happens to Sadie, it uh, he does become a little unhinged. So oh, he's very like oh my gosh, yeah, he was. I mean, that was the thing; it balanced it well because you think oh, it's always Lars is a jerk, and then eventually he's like, I'm gonna sacrifice this kid to get Sadie back. Like, what are you doing? Like, why? Like, what? We appease you, house demons. Stop that. Don't (laughs) sacrifice people. Like, let's go from, you know, like, uh, let's, you know, let's talk this out to human sacrifice. Like, yeah, he, and I think the flashback that they show does show that Ronaldo is so obsessed that he would sacrifice his friend's image. And Lars is too concerned with his image to be caring of his friend. Yeah, it shows the the different levels of um, obsession. Yeah, that's a good word, obsession, especially with the diamond or the uh, the gem that's in the house. Yeah, the obsession that it has, which it becomes it's. I wouldn't say it's the gem of obsession, but it definitely can um, portray that. So, and I can help you deal with your obsession. <laughs> Little Rocky Horror. I that's nope. not the actual line, but it's trying to be a Rocky Horror reference. I so appreciate your effort. And is that all you appreciate about me? <laughs> Episode forty-two, Winter Forecast. Steven has to take Connie back to her home before a blizzard hits Beach City, and Garnet shows him some future outcomes of this before they leave. Oh, I love this one. This is a. I think you like it for the very last scene. No, I like it for. Just the idea that we see Garnet's future vision again. I like that it's a butterfly effect without it being too much like you breathe wrong and everyone in Indonesia dies. <laughs> or or too much like the butterfly effect. Exactly. No Ashton Kutcher in this one. Much, much lighter. Uh, <laughs> but I like how it shows that it doesn't, you know, you think in the middle of it, oh, Stephen being selfish was actually the right call keeping her at his house. That was the right thing to do. And it turns out, no, that actually is very bad. And in turn, like, it, it feeds on itself, and they realize the important and the, the right thing to do is the right thing to do. The thing that makes everyone survive and everyone happy is to do the right thing, which in the long run pays out better than they would have ever hoped by being selfish. And I think that's nice to show. Yeah, it, it, um, it can show you that, or it goes to the show, I, I guess is a better way to say it, that this is a... Um, a very unique way to show a future vision that it's not even so much that like the branching paths all have different outcomes. It's that a lot of times it it can all depend on choices. And that's what a lot of times, like when the future, it's so hard to predict it because of choices in the human spirit and everything. Uh, I really do like that this time Stephen is ready to handle these future visions he doesn't freak out in a in a we have to eat right home right now no dillying that kind of way but not in a what do i do can i even step outside or will ants kill me (laughs) or like giant beedrill wasps (laughs) (laughs) because we're magical Ah. do you mind doing me a favor uh turn your mic a little bit towards your face a little bit it is towards my face well here actually point it a little bit more like this yeah, bring it just a hair closer. Like this? Much better. Look how close I am to the microphone now. So, and now I'm just looking at you over the well, pop socket. You can... Batting my eyelashes. You mean pop filter? Oh, pop filter. <laughs> uh, you can, you can like, have it no, okay, pointed a little bit more towards your right shoulder. Uh, I know this is just great. And the more uh, we talk about it, the yeah. more fun I'm going to have with editing. So I got it. Thanks. Uh, but, yeah... Uh, it's just you could tell it wasn't as um, clear audio. Uh, it sounds clear, and uh, right now it's pointed because your mouth's here and it's pointed like this way. So, you know what's not clear? All these future visions. Ah, ringing us right back. <laughs> uh, for me, I think that the last scene is a little. It's sweet and bittersweet and reminiscent of when you and I were dating. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, we definitely had one of those scenes uh 
which I'm sure people were wondering why the hell I just kind of grasped it there. There was a bug flying around. I just saw myself do it on screen again. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, yeah, there was a bug flying around. Um, yeah, we uh, had one night where uh, we I came over to your parents' house, and there we got in the hot tub, and I, my eyes had a bad reaction to, which I've been in hot tubs with my contacts before, and after, I've never had this issue before, or I've never had an issue like that again. But, like, my eyes just dried out, and I could not see. And we managed to get them into some solution. I was able to drive them the next morning. Um, but you had to, like, beg your parents to let me spend the night. And they were like, okay, well, he stays on the bottom floor of the three-story house. And you're on the top floor of the three-story house, and you will stay there for the entire night but you i think you snuck down at one point it was like 7 a.m it was 7 a.m i did i did what you asked oh me. i thought i thought it was like in the middle of the night no no it was dark but it was not the night uh, i, I could have sworn it was like midnight or one o'clock no in the i morning. remember because after i left i went and go ahead uh, cereal <laughs> <laughs> okay i but yeah i was like i remember just waking up and you were like staring at me i sometimes watch you sleep <laughs> <laughs> episode 43 oh that's just how we're gonna end okay cool maximum capacity while cleaning out greg's storage unit he and amethyst are distracted by watching old episodes of their little sitcom of their favorite sitcom little butler little butler little butler he's a scamp that's not the theme song i input a little hitler from robot chicken but i don't care oh i was saying that it sounds a lot like the nanny uh, well, the one I just did? No, the theme song for the little butler. Oh, probably. It's just the, the nanny, the butler. No. <laughs> <laughs> I never watched the nanny. I cannot get behind What's-Her-Face I at all. I love Fran Drescher. Fran Drescher and she's I are a, not. She's uh, so fun. Sympathetic. And colorful and vibrant. And we need more <laughs> people like her in our lives. Uh, Sure. <laughs> sure. Well, you know, we need more Fran. Probably need more Fran Dreschers and less Ellen, so... Um, At this point in the game. Well, there's a hundred reasons why. Well, a thousand reasons why. Uh, but yeah, Justin thinks I dreamt the part about uh, waking up and seeing you. Oh, I was never there. I, Mom, Dad, I was never there. I listened to you perfectly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Your, your cousin, Justin, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never happened. Wink. <laughs> Wonk. <laughs> this is... Oh man, this this was a hard hitting episode. This episode punches you so bad. It's so heart wrenching for everyone involved. You know, we've we've seen a Rose Quartz episode a time or two before. We've seen Rose Quartz, and for us, we've seen a little bit more. And they they play up the mystery of his mom, I think, pretty well. All things considered, they don't overstay it. They don't say who or anything. They they release enough. But that's why it's so cool when you see her. In fact, with the kind of misordering of these last couple of episodes, I'm kind of upset by the one we didn't get to see, which was Story for Steven, which we will talk about next week. Yeah. Um, but with this one, I really love the complicated dynamics of Greg and the Gems. Like, this really talks about it more. And this is where that earlier unease around Amethyst finally like comes to a head about why he is that way. And the fact that they were friends, that they were good friends, and they enjoyed just like hanging out in this like comfort bubble of this stupid show. They're, until they're he... both kind of s- not slobby, but they're both kind of um, sedentary. Sedentary. They both just can watch hours upon hours upon hours of TV. Like I think, whereas Pearl and um, Rose Quartz had a a deeper relationship. Whereas Rose, Rose and um, Greg eventually, you know, have a love. They had a love, too. I think maybe Amethyst kind of had a love for Greg. So, whereas um, Pearl was jealous of Greg, I think Amethyst was kind of jealous of Rose a little bit. I feel it, too. They play nicely with that idea that maybe Amethyst was jealous. Maybe she did love greg in a sense she she never wanted to 
to be either one of them, but she just missed having someone to hang out with. She missed having someone where you didn't have to do anything. And, you know, Stephen even says it nicely that, you you know, sometimes it's nice to go into that, to retreat into that bubble because the outside world is scary, but you can't do that forever. You eventually have to face what's going on in the world. And that is why I did my taxes today. <laughs> I have accomplished something. I am not afraid of the dark. And then I got a cat nap outside for 20 minutes because I earned it. Segways, what are those? They are nothing. They're just things to scoot around on. They're things that Jackie Chan gives to people on his movies. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, this and this is such an interesting episode because it is it takes a little getting used to uh, seeing them together because there is awkwardness that they just kind of eventually just not even necessarily deal with. They just kind of slip or slide past into this this crevice of being together. And. And she knows what what buttons to push with him and she chooses not to until near the very end when she pushes the ultimate button and oh man this was this was a huge like it was almost slap in the face kind of yeah to to have a friend to have a person that you're familiar with and comfortable with uh, to transform into the personage of your dead wife like just Ugh. Like we, like, I mean, this is Starman all over yeah. again. The, yeah, and Starman handled it in a very uh, different way. This is like she's taunting him with yeah. it. It's not like a nice thing. It's it's ammo. It's fuel. It's rage. You would do it for her. You would say for her, I can be her. Look, it's oh, it's so cruel. And and like you don't think that Amethyst can be that cruel, but then you can remember back to times when she can be that cruel. Like, Pearl has her moments of cruelty as well, but they're not like this. And Garnet never gets this bad. Garnet has different kinds of anger and different kinds of uh, rage. But hers is usually, like, more outward pushed rather than... Um, uh, she's not... She doesn't lash out with the words. She's not vindictive. Exactly. Do you think that has something to do with what we find out about Garnet in the last episode. Absolutely. I think Absolutely. so too. Yeah. There's a, there's a peace. There's an inner peace within her. I completely agree. So, uh, but with Amethyst, it's, and, and I, please understand, I don't hate Amethyst in the slightest. I think no. she's, in completely the fact that she's able to work past this issue and she does apologize for what she does and without even really apologizing for it, she just kind of like, like hey um you know because they what this whole thing came was they were trying to clear out this storage shed of uh greg's and they end up just kind of clearing it out without even asking them and he's just like well you don't have to get rid of this stuff i just you can just store it in my room instead yeah i'll hold on to it for you, you don't have to throw anything away and uh here and he got a new picture frame oh god yeah i forgot about, that's oh god this so sweet arrow in the heart it was so damn sweet there's a lot of Greg-centric episodes in these last few, which is nice because it shows that he's an important character and not just like a token comedy bit. Greg, um, <sighs> I like Greg. I didn't think I would, I think, in the first couple episodes. But Greg is a good character. He's not like a good, like a great guy, but he's a good character. He's He's flawed. He knows he's flawed and he tries to work past him. He's not always successful at it. Um, he tries to be a good dad and he's like, I got to be there for my son. He's like, and you know, Amethyst just keeps trying to push away Steven and is like, well, I can be Steven. And she's, she's like, don't do that. I hate it when you do that. And like, we all have like, I think we all have a relationship like that where it's, it's comfortable and easy. I, I mean, I know I had a relationship like this, that it was, it was just easy to just hang out and be together, but then they would push something that you weren't comfortable with. And you're like, please don't, don't do that. Like, we're having such a nice time. Please don't do that. You're going to wreck it. And it's, it's hard. And your name's not Ralph. <laughs> so, and I think we all have had these kind of relationships. Or if you find yourself in a relationship and it's hard to say, well, you know, it's, when it's easy, it's so easy. But when it's tough, it's tough, and, and you should stick it out. And there are relationships, yes, it, they're worthwhile to to uh, make them work. But there are times when you have to say enough is enough, 
And if this person is not willing to change or is not willing to do anything for you, you, you've got to cut the cord. Also, my little mini favorite moment is when they're all uh, wearing Greg's old jackets out at the beach for the New Year's Eve fireworks. And Pearl's just quietly tapping on her Tupperware with a wooden spoon. How's my volume? And Garnet's like, unsatisfactory, and gets up and clings the two pants together. It's so (laughs) cute and nice. I think your jacket I, says I want to cool make a reference on the back. Yeah, I want to make a <laughs> reference right there, but I'm not going to. So wow, holding back on a reference that's because not it would be nice. a spoiler. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So, um, but it's uh, it's a great episode. It punches you in the gut more than once, um, but it is a great episode. Uh, episode forty-four: Marble Madness. When droids from space descend towards warp pad zones, Steven and the Gems attempt to find out their purpose. Well, the plot synopsis may say that, but really it's the Gems trying to destroy these things every time they show up. And Steven eventually getting loud enough to say, you know what, maybe we should just follow it and see what they want. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, And this is showing, uh, this is one of the first signs of Steven kind of sticking up for himself with the crystal gems and them kind of listening to him. He has done this a little bit in the past, but this is the first time in this situation where he's been like, guys, what you're doing isn't always the right way. You you know, you have to look for a different method. You know, if what you keep doing doesn't work, you have to find a different way. And- I do like them getting just so tired of destroying the same thing basically over and over every day and just why won't you leave (laughs) (laughs) just pearl getting so agitated like why won't you leave us alone and um him just like why don't we ask it or why don't we follow it and you know there's been some moments in my professional career where i just kind of go well why don't we do this they're like well we've tried a b and c okay well why don't you try d because we haven't thought of D. Let's try D. And sure enough, D works. And there's times when you try D and D doesn't work. So you have to look for E, F, or G. And it's... You know, Garnet, Garnet even says that at the end. Like, that wasn't a perfect 100. Like, nope. that wasn't the best plan. It wasn't the best. We did learn something. So good. But that wasn't the best idea. And, and that's, the, that's the thing, too. And, he, I, and I think he even realizes that very quickly is, is that it wasn't the best idea. But the fact that Garnet... Um, allowed it to happen shows that they do have trust. Um, I just realized what book was on uh, the table here. Uh, oh, my dealing with dragons book right here. Yeah, I don't like that cover art though. It's too cartoony. Oh uh, well, you know the original one was very high fantasy in a cold, detached way. So I, know, I think but... there needs to be a middle ground. I did. Yeah. I did do an illustration of Simran and Kazul Frank Tober last year. And that was kind of fun. I gave her, I gave her the big hair, the big black unruly hair. I love that. Uh, uh, hashtag unsponsored. But uh, if you guys have not read the series, the uh, Enchanted Forest series, but I call it the Blank Dragons, the With Dragons, or then uh, Four Dragons series. It, uh, it has look a, for the book Dealing with Dragons by Patricia C. Reed. There's a four book series all about so Princess good. Cimarron who is an improper princess who does things that simply aren't done. The fourth one's not the best, but um, I still would recommend the fourth one too. But the first one's great. The second one's great. The third one's good too. Um, the fourth one is, uh, yeah. but the first one is just amazing. Well, I'm sorry to distract you. All my, sorry. No, it's okay. All the books on my table are books that I'm doing uh, video readings of for the kids. So <laughs> Maybe we'll like tag uh, Patricia in the, in the comments. Be like, I Dealing with Dragons is just like a great book series. I don't know. Everyone I've talked to knows of it or has read it, but it's just not like the beloved series like Harry Potter is or whatever. I know it's not as like big and epic as Harry Potter, but it's still very good. You get me this and um, you know what? Screw it. You get me this and Judy Dench as like Kazool or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like I could get behind it. Yes, so. I'm feeling right. it. Back on to the subject at hand. Sorry for that 
detour. We get the return of Peridot. I forget how intimidating they make Peridot the first couple of times we see her. Yeah, like... Like, she does not, like... That's... I'm not gonna spoil it, but she does not remain this way for the entirety of the time that we see her in the show. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, not even not, a little bit. Not even a teeny bit. She, um... She retains the superiority, the sense of I know better than you because I'm advanced in technology sort of motif. But she's very different when she's in person, not when she's behind all of her screens with her tech and her giant mechanical hands and all that stuff. I'm interested to see, again, to see this progression, knowing where it ends up and where it has started. Because, like, I, I, I keep thinking her progression is going to start in this season. I don't think it is. I, th- no. doesn't, I don't think it starts till the next season. No, it's not till the next season. So um, so there that progression, and there's another pro- couple of progressions. So I'm like, I'm very interested to see where things go because there's another character that hasn't even been introduced uh-huh. yet. Um, and you're not even thinking of the same one, I don't I think. I think I'm thinking the same one you're thinking of. Um, we'll, we'll talk off air. Um, <laughs> that... Uh, I'm I'm very curious to see how because especially with how they were first introduced like and the fact that they're the some of the images I've seen I'm like but how how yeah there's a lot of fan art every time I would go on Instagram I'd have something spoiled for me because people were making fan art of it I'm like what no what no stop I mustn't it's the, the show's such a visual show, and because of these fusions, it's impossible to not get spoiled when you see something like, oh my god, yeah. they didn't just, like but the, they did. Like the end of Tangled, the season two was spoiled uh, for you. That's, that's a, that was a huge spoiler, too. And that was like the biggest spoiler, so the entire time I'm like hunting and searching and trying to find while well, you're just enjoying yourself until the end, you're like, what just happened? I'm like, I'm sorry. I would have warned you if I could have, and I didn't want to wreck it for you. Tra-la-la-la-la. What? So, uh, but yes, going back to Peridot, um, she is, and, and the thing is, too, she's not like a jerk in this no, episode. She's just she's above kinda, it all. Yeah. It's like, why, like, almost like a, scienti- a scientist whose experiments are not cooperating the ways they should. It appears we have an infestation of Stevens. I, I do, I do like, I even. <laughs> even right now i like peridot so i know it, uh, be interesting to see again the progression so um and we find out that uh there is something going on with the gems on homeworld that they may trying to be reactivate the kindergarten yeah i'm uh, again with what we kind of know i'm interested to see what's going to happen beyond uh where we were so um <laughs> I do want to see, um, there's a couple episodes I'm looking forward to in particular, um, but I don't understand, uh, or they'll like some, I wanted to go back to like how we talked about with Steven kind of standing up for his own. This was like one of the first times where like the crystal gems, like they like kind of try to keep Steven from being impulsive. And this is one time where he did, but it was a bad thing but a good thing at the same time like they got information out of peridot but they also gave up information too the home world now knows the crystal gems are still on earth yeah so i don't know like it's kind of like um in the avenger zone the D podcast that we listened to they would the character there's one character who kept interacting with this really big bad and kept giving up information <laughs> instead of getting information so it's hard sometimes yeah um but uh that was uh very um is a very interesting episode and again it kind of reintroduces Peridot. So um what is the next episode that we watched? Uh the next one we're still in order. Okay. Episode forty five, Rose's Scabbard. Oh god. Pearl takes Steven to a special place that belonged to Rose Quartz after Lion finds the scabbard for Rose's sword. I do love Garnet's reaction after Pearl makes connection between this pink lion and rose quartz. It was kind of obvious. Like, yeah, it is kind of obvious. I still have a theory about lion. We I still I say don't that know. We time. still don't know I a dang it. thing about yeah. lion. But I say that every single every time. time. Clearly connected. Clearly, don't know how yet. Clearly though. Clearly. But clearly. 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 I feel so bad for Pearl. 
so bad because she so desperately wants to be so important. We don't know it yet, but in the show, Pearls have an important role role in gem society. And, and we don't know that yet, but we do know that Pearl gave everything for Rose Quartz, that she would have done absolutely anything that she asked her to do. She she asked her to give up their entire home and to fight against them and to stay here on Earth. And she's like, of course, why wouldn't I? I will do absolutely anything you ask of me. And it's so sad to see these little things that she thought she had special and secret be disrupted by a lion of all things that has taken Stephen, who is the embodiment of Rose Quartz, to all these places already, and she already knows all these things that she wanted to show, and she wasn't as special as she thought she was. I, uh, it, it's funny because like the way the episode treats it at first is like it does treat it as humorous, but it's hard to see this kind of knowing a little bit as it goes on. I'm I'm wondering as um knowing a little bit of spoilers even beyond where we were um it, it's so hard to see where she is and like where other characters could be and where other characters end up it's it it's so hard to see this poor character and this this love that you get for this character at Pearl um and that she does she ends up giving up everything for rose and and what does rose do just kind of turn around and gives it up for steven and steven who is a good person in you know or you know a good half and half if you will <laughs> tries to you know help everyone and everything and embodies rose in so many different ways and she says uh, a couple different times like during this episode it's like you know you remind me so much of her sometimes you sound like her sometimes you look like her and that it's hard for her when she has a love for rose that is hard to describe it's more than a romantic love it's a romantic love but it's a servitude it's uh it it's a friendship. It's so many it's things. Sacrificial. It's, it's sacrificial. It's everything wrapped up in. It's kind of like uh, a butler. It means hero worship. It's and yeah. It's almost unhealthy. Oh yeah, it teeters on it. At this point in the game, what we know of this is unnerving, but also heartwarming. Like, there's some things I don't agree with, but. I don't like I don't feel like the the emotions like you you have emotions are all true yeah. even if the scenario and the plot it, it all that matters is that it feels real cuz the characters feel it's real. Oh, yeah, there's and Steven like you can see uh, at one point Steven is uncertain to do what what to do with Pearl and like he just goes up and he hugs her from behind and you see her just kind of break down a little bit and then he like he once he kind of like lets her calm down and uh everything he takes the sword out and uh or he he takes a hat out and does little tricks trying to make <laughs> her laugh and and then he pulls the, the banner the banner out and gives it to her and she tells stories and 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 gives him a little bit of history lesson stuff that she loves to do and then they ride back and you just see her just sitting on the back of this like i'm riding on the back of a pink lion with rose's banner with her son who is also partially her like, there's so much here like so how do much i unpack to, this to unpack. Like, how, how do, i'm looking at my suitcases how do i unpack this like how do I hold all these feels? There's nowhere to put them all. There's not enough suitcases. Yeah, it's it. It's a my suitcase doth runneth over. But there's um there's a lot that like, I'm trying to become a better critic overall. You know, I'm not just gonna say I like this. I want to say I like this because, or I want I don't want to say this is stupid or this was bad. I want to say it's bad because I'm trying to be a better critic overall. So that scene that that whole like. 30 second minute scene where after he hugs her and then get off of these like little floating islands, it, it's a minute of silent montage. It's a silent montage, but there's so many emotions conveyed and it's not just one. It's 
multiple of them and you as the viewer go on the, that roller coaster on that trip with them and it's done so well with all these different visuals and it's not just bam 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 it's a general stream of it so it, it's really well done it's it's like I, I can understand why was it uh straight to video was the one that was nominated for an, mm-hmm. um an emmy yeah like I could have seen this one been nominated for an Emmy too. Like they, they know how to craft a story and they know how to craft a story. Well, and it's, that's where I get this show understands their characters. Like there's sometimes where you kind of go like, do you know your own damn characters? Yeah. Why are they doing this? They would never do this. Like there, I asked that a couple times when I was watching Chuck. Mm hmm. Um, cause like the first, when you watch the first season, you watch the last season, it's worlds different and, and shows evolve and they have to evolve. And this show will evolve from the first episode to the last episode. That's, that is absolutely necessary. Would your character do it? Or are you doing it for the twist? Like exactly. it's the frozen problem. Like, yeah, it's a very shocking twist. Shocking because it wasn't at all expected. But just because we didn't expect it doesn't mean that it's a good twist or a, a plot-relevant twist or I, it makes sense for what you've presented so far. I, I, get a little, uh, I get a little ticked off with TV shows because there's, continu- there's so many continuity errors. If you watch your own damn show, <laughs> you would know. Like We don't watch our own damn show. What do you think <laughs> we're doing here? <laughs> Speak for yourself. I listen to our show every so often. That's fun. Um, but this, this infuriates me because there's so many of those shows that don't do that. Whereas like the, the better shows, and I have to say, and I I don't watch a lot of like, um, the better shows like Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones and stuff like that. Now Game of Thrones went downhill fast, but like some of these other shows that have been praised as some of the best television and stuff like there's reasons why. And I completely agree. And this is one of these shows because they understand their characters. And the thing is, too, is that understanding of that char- of these characters is just going to get deeper and deeper. But their understanding of these characters was so deep already that they were able to pull from it very early on. So I'm I was very enthralled with this episode when I when I figured out what episode this was. I was I was like, I'm ready for this. I'm ready to be heard again. <laughs> hurt me good i'm ready to be hurting in <laughs> uh the final episode that we're going to talk about today before we get into next week the last six episodes is the message yeah and so before we talk about the message even with the description understand this is the one that is out of order so um this is uh not to point fingers uh but this is the one that hulu has for some reason put out of order it might be something to do with the air date is what you're saying yeah so the problem is that when i look at the air dates the season finale airs before some of the episodes of season one like the season finale airs and then a month later episode 49 story for steven airs which is definitely not definitely canonically does not take place after it's definitely Hmm. earlier in season one so it's weird and all I can say is that if that's the only one that goes out of order, every episode will be discussed in season one in this episode or the next. So you're not missing out on anything. We're just going to talk about them out of order. Yeah. I'm wondering if there was some kind of fuckery happening. Um, I don't know. It could just be the information is inaccurate. Mm. Um, it's hard to say at this point. But uh, the final episode that we're going to talk about today is the message. So there, so this one is supposed to be like right before the, uh, the season finale. So this is like, I, it's, according- not even, it's not even the one right before. There's another one right before it again, hard to say. Everything, oh yeah. Yeah. So, but there's still, this is still supposed to be a lot closer to the, the season finale than it yeah, is. Information is brought on in this that is directly referencing the finale, but we've had that happen like there's already. Supposed to be three episodes between yeah. the four episodes between weird. where we were. The Rose of Scabbard and then this movie. Exactly. Or sorry, this episode. This movie. There's so this many, movie. This 10-minute movie. This tiny, tiny little movie. The message. Steven and the gems need Greg's help to retrieve a message being transmitted through a gem artifact called a Wailing Stone. 
So the Wailing Stone we first see in Rose's room, and it's uh, we discover that it was used as like a long-distance transmitter of communications. Like a giant-ass walkie-talkie. A giant walkie-talkie that you could talk to other gems across the world. Um, and it's making this very, very loud noise. Um, I do like it when Stephen puts his arm through it and opens his mouth. It's very Lulu and Stitch. Oh, yeah. Completely agree. <laughs> uh, and I do like Garnet Solution of just stuff it with pillows. And then just step away slowly. It's fixed. It's fine. I I love when Garnet fixes things like this, and it, it's just kind of very simple solutions. They're not long term solutions. They're just very. I fixed it for now. It's fine. It it is it is fixed. It is fixed. This is the way. This is the way. Uh, I have spoken. And I do like that we talk a bit more about how Stephen's trying to change his dad's opinion of Lapis Lazuli. Because to everyone else but Stephen, she was a, a pretty bad sea witch. Because to- basically, she just like, she tried to, con- from their perspective, from their point of view. She manipulated Stephen. And then. Uh, busted out, stole all the ocean's water, went off back to homeworld. Like, there's a lot of bad things. But, you know, Stephen had a friendship with her. And it was easy for him to be like no like she she was just wanting to get home we all yeah. get that we can all understand that and i do like <laughs> craig having all of his album art in his sketchbook that was some ideas. cool album art though and for some reason i think lapis lasley would like that term water witch i would so. say i think water witch is pretty cool i mean like not the connotations behind it but i think she would like the term yeah um so I, I, his, his, uh, the songs that he sings are really cool. I like Steven's uh, verse better because um, it's a little bit more indicative of the story, but it's also, I kind of felt like it was a little bit like, hey guys, remember what happened in this episode? It is a like a little ago? refresher. It is very yeah. much so. Hey guys, like, I remember. Hey, you remember, remember, remember. But I also like Greg's verse because it talks about how he just doesn't fit in with this world of gems at all and he kind of fell backwards into it and now that he is a part of it inexorably linked because of steven he wants to be helpful he wants to because he doesn't want to just be seen as just an incompetent human in their eyes i think there's a part of him that realizes that they think that rose was just like they just made a mistake with him and that, like he he wants to prove that he is worthwhile. He was worthwhile to her. He can be worthwhile to others. And yeah, that's it's and it's hard whenever people have an impression of you um to try to break that because uh you know, they say first impressions are the longest lasting. Um which sometimes are true. Um you know, people can make their own impressions, but it's also Sometimes you make a uh you people don't do that until later on, and it's your own of your own volition of how you appear to other people. So you know, but Greg has had twelve years at this point to show more of himself, and I think he's steadily shown that a he can raise a child, and b that he is um trying more and more not only with steven but with the gyms themselves but you know he like he can tell immediately like i'm out of my depth guys you know tell me if i can help see ya yeah but then with this he knows he can audio is what he does he he knows he can and he has confidence he can figure this out and that's nice it's nice to see confidence it's nice to say yeah i know what i'm doing like you have to give me another chance guys come on and and the the song he sings about like wanting another chance with the the gems <laughs> and then ending up with and eh, it was a b-side at best like that's that was, so very good i thought that was hilarious but you know the the fact is it i i can not re- sorry <laughs> i can understand where greg is coming from on a lot of different things but it's hard when you've kind of shown to be incompetent in a few different ways to show competency when you like in this one area now like well Stephen's like that too yeah father like son exactly and that's the thing too is is you've got to keep trying and this is one of those areas where you've got to just keep pushing and he kind of 
he kind of lets things go, where Steven is more pragmatic and keeps pushing and keeps pushing. And I think that's the Rose Quartz in him. But I think that's also a little bit of graying in him, too. So, uh, and, and I think this is the first sign of, you know, him really showing that he can, you know, be helpful. And uh, this is the this is the big one. This is where we uh, find out that the the message is Lapis Lazuli trying to contact Stephen, saying that things are bad back home and they are coming and you cannot stop them. Like the the best sort of vague warning to get into the the end of season spirit. <laughs> end of Mario. Uh, <laughs> end of Super Mario, guys. Are you ready to go back for another adventure? I believe. <laughs> like it's it's uh it's a very vague warning, but uh, the thing is, is when you know it's coming, it's it, it it's kind of accurate too. So and Garnet is very cool in this instance. She's been saying she, the entire time to not like telling the other gems don't whine. Like let's let him help. He can do this and. Even then, like, Greg, we, you did your best. It really is okay. And he's like, no, no, I've got this. And when they get the message, she's like, it's good. There's a second where she, like, starts to freak out. And then she kind of, like, she goes, she kind of, like, does that deep breath. And she goes, Greg, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And, yeah. like, like not necessarily, like, um. She doesn't shoot the messenger. Yeah, she doesn't shoot the messenger. It's not Greg's fault. And because Greg did what he was supposed to do. And now they have now they know they wouldn't have gotten that without him. She exactly. says as much. And it and it's it's a great moment because Greg is like, I just got thanked by Garnet. You know, like like I think Greg and Garnet are like the the not the, necessarily the weakest of the relationships, but like he has the least amount of a relationship with Garnet as he does with um she can be pretty Pearl. aloof. Oh yeah, and intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that this is the first sign that you know there is an internal struggle for Garnet, whether we see it or not. So, um, I am. Oh man, these next few episodes are. We have like one really bad one. One, I'm or about two. I'm uh, I'm I'm interested to see what's gonna happen. Okay, hang on. I so gotta. We gotta. Before we get into our final six, we do want to probably talk about like. Um, I don't think there was a bad one in the bunch here. Oh, Aaron's. Oh yeah, you're right. Furiously. It is. You are. You're exactly right. We split it in half. Yeah, okay. that's what we did. Um, I I'm trying to look at. I will say this: these are some of the lower rated ones for this season. It feels like perhaps that's why the air dates are so confused. It it feels like with the with the message, it feels like you're gearing up and here we are to then futz around with five more episodes of just like just random town stuff feels a little anticlimactic. Like maybe if they had shown up earlier in the season, they wouldn't be viewed so poorly. But we've been ramping and building, especially with these last six like. Horror Club, Winter Forecast, Maximum Capacity, Marble Madness, Roses Scabbard. All of these are our oh, powerhouse winter, episodes. Yeah, we forgot to talk about the, the thing that happened in Winter Forecast. What's that? Um, so at one oh, point, yes. he goes back to the house instead of, like, he says, like, Dad, there's no time. You just stay here. And, like, runs back to the house. And, like, the gyms are doing something. And, like, you don't really understand what's going on. And there's, like, a bunch of talks. It's, like... Walking into a um a convention uh uh um sorry talk uh, for a, a um it's walking into a seance and you're not holding yeah. hands and things are about to go bad real fast like don't disturb the machinations but yeah they're pretty much sending a bomb to blow up the galaxy warp pad like that's why it was important that Stephen get Connie home is because they needed the house empty to do this very delicate, dangerous thing. And the reason why they want to blow up the galaxy warp pad is because they want to prevent any gems from Homeworld from coming back. So they're trying every in the background of all these episodes. They're trying all these different plans and things to stop this invasion from happening. They keep trying and just keep trying and keep trying. And looking at these others, the ones that are coming up, there's probably only two maybe two in the batch of six that are like powerhouses two that are okay but could have been done earlier i think it is just layout if you had thrown some of those last six 
earlier in the season, it might not have mattered much at all. I think one of them should have been an earlier episode. Um, you think it's story for Steven? I don't. I no. I no. I think that's a fine episode, and I think it's fine where it is. Um, I actually I don't remember what happens in that episode. Um, I'm taking Shirt Club because Shirt Club is actually the lowest rated of the ones that we're about to see. Um, but then the political power, I don't remember what that one is. Um, but that one is like again, there's, there's some of them that have to happen the way they do. But like, like, I like you know, anytime the Connie shows up is good, so I'm excited for Open Book. Anytime they talk about Rose Quartz, story for Steven, I'm all for that. Uh, but I I think that at this point we've already hit maximum rampage we you can't now go down for a, like a mini dive and then back up again you're going to lose momentum and i think that's why yeah there there's well that's the problem is is like they're they're doing little blips they're not they're not ramping up they're doing little blips and the problem with us is that the, with the message that is a huge ramp up and then we're going to go from the message to freaking saint uncle oh, yeah. which is at the uh the next one up is uh so so, so our next hang six on, episodes. hang on. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say these two things and then we can do that. So saying uncle has a rating of 5.6 out of 10 and shirt club has a 6.8. Everything else is at least seven. It just to show how good the series is. Like that's ridiculous. Like this. Sh- <laughs> so what do you think of the six we just watched? Which one was your favorite? Um, so, uh, Marble Madness, Ro- Rose's Scabbard, Maximum Capacity, Winter Forecast, Horror Club, and the message. The message. That's tough. Like honestly, this was a good all around. It was a. That's good what I was saying. Bunch. There's a good yeah. chunk here. No real bad stinkers. Yeah. You can see that, and that's the that's the problem. Like if we'd gone through, I could have told you which ones would have been the stunk- stinkers, the stunkers, and which ones would have been my favorite. So that's the problem. Is like the next set, it's going to be very easy to pick what my favorite one was, but or what my least favorite was. So you know what? I'm probably going to have to say probably Rose's Scabbard. Um, I know what yours is probably going to be. What do you think mine is? Uh, winter forecast. No, actually. Really? Um, for all the sweetness of Winter Forecast and the fun that you have, there is something so raw about maximum capacity. Like, really? it's so destructive, but it's so real. And it's memorable. Like, it's so freaking memorable. Like, that's the episode I remember. Just for the, the tension and unease and the the head of it all and there's even that good little humor in there and a sweet moment like it's it's got everything i need to have a memorable episode show up i I, it's tough it's a good like honestly that would probably be my number two i'm thinking that's my number two i like winter forecast but winter forecast like i the jumping around kind of gets me a little bit um marble madness is fun I'm going to say, I would say that's my number two, yeah. But Rosard Scabbard is probably my number one just because. It's always going to be Rose Quartz for you, and I know it. And I honestly, know it. I'm honestly, it's because of Pearl. I, I think I didn't like Pearl as much whenever, whenever we We've first watched it. We've talked about this before that yeah. we just didn't really, like, Pearl was just another character. We are hella relating to her on this run through of these episodes, like, deeply so. I really have been enjoying pearl this second time around i i'm enjoying the crap out of i i see her on a different in a different light i'm appreciating her on a different level i've just i really i have been um I, i'm yeah i'm gonna say rose and scabbard okay and also this is one of the first time we we still have yet to see rose in the flesh in a way but this is probably the closest that we've gotten to rose Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I'm, that's uh, my least favorite, maybe the message. Really? I don't know. This is the message, Marble Madness, 
it that's hard. This is a tough one. There's no real this bad is, ones. It's yeah. hard to say like, oh, we ha- didn't hate any of them. Yeah, I'm gonna I, it's I'm gonna say that none. I, I don't hate any of them. Yeah. So I don't think there's a weak link here. There is, there isn't. The next the set, next set will be. Well, there will definitely be like okay, let's just get through this kind of thing. So because we've had this weird layout problem with order, here are the episodes we are going to be talking about in the next episode of Keep BC Quarantined. Open book. Shirt Club, Say Uncle, Story for Steven, Political Power, The Return, which is part one of a part two season finale, and then Jailbreak. (sighs) Jailbreak. I know. Jailbreak, like... I know. Like, it's going to be hard, because we are definitely not going to be able to watch one without the other. Like, we, we cannot only watch... Oh, the well, return and not watch. Oh, of jailbreak. course, yeah. They, we say it's part one and part two, but it's you don't want to stop after part one. Like, no, like give me both of them. Even here on the sheet in the list, it says that both part one and two were released on the exact same day. So I think Rebecca Sugar said the same thing too. Like, just put them both out, just right now. Don't don't make them wait. <laughs> I <sighs> so much stuff happens in jailbreak. Like, it's I can't. I can't even believe it's only 10 minutes long. Remembering all the things that happened in the season finale, there's too much. I don't know how they fit it all in. It's And that's the thing, too, is I think you get a little bit, and I thought you got more right beforehand, but I guess you don't. I we think really it all don't. happens it's in the two-parter. All, it's all there. So here, let me pull that back up because that's where I get a little um, confused. Uh, I wonder how long... They are. I mean, it's. I mean, I can't. No, be. they're they're the it, same length. As I'm saying, they they're ten minutes, and they somehow managed to pack so much into that ten minutes. Good lord, that's a tightly that's, pa- that's a tightly written script. That is tightly executed. Tight, tight, toy like a toy guy. Toy, 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 toy. Indeed, 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 indeed. It's growing on me. Um, we uh appreciate those who have watched or are listening. Especially, again, those of you who don't even watch Steven Universe and want to hear us wax philosophical on these things for an hour. On this, uh, you know, kids animation that is way beyond. can't say that no more. If I could take a moment to stand up on my soapbox and say that just because it's for kids should not be a pass, nor should it deem it unacceptable as art or worthwhile content. I agree. Your children should be getting the absolute best. Everyone should be getting the absolute best. There should be no trash. I mean, that doesn't mean that there isn't. There People still, still make trash. Is. It's fine. But how much, how amazing is it to have content like this that can be enjoyed for a variety of reasons by a variety of people without succumbing to like the lowest common denominator of everything? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is, uh, we. I enjoy talking about this. This is such a good show. And it's so easy to talk about, too, because... Um, and it's easy to watch. I don't feel nearly as bad watching six episodes in a row because it was only an hour, whereas any other show, that would be three hours of sitting on the sofa, and I'd feel pretty bad about myself. You can feel bad about yourself all you want. I can do that in a heartbeat. You are such a Greg. You're such an amethyst because you would watch that show that you found in the storage locker for 12 hours in a row. Little butler, little <laughs> butler. He's a scam. Do you think we should do anything special next week for the season one finale? Uh, yeah, but I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll dress up as, uh, ooh. Oh. Ooh. Yes, I will do that. Maybe I'll do it, too. Okay. Well, so, yes, because why not? Why the hell not? We're in our own house. We can do whatever we want. Next week, 5 o'clock, Tuesday night, join us here we are dressing up as Steven Universe characters. So bring your A-game. Absolutely. Let's do it. We will have to make sure to promote that a little bit earlier than we do normally. So we will. So usually we release the recorded, nicely audio-tuned episode uh, to iTunes <laughs> earlier that day. Sorry. Audio-tuned. I can't relate to my robot son. Uh, <laughs> But we will, I think we should, after this, let's post that we're going to be doing that because I cannot wait. And if you, any of my cosplayers out there, do have your stuff, I'd love to see it. Uh, 
I won't. Do, I won't do the body paint. I can't. I don't have enough, we don't, and I can't we sit don't, in a chair yeah, when I do it. Do not have enough. I don't even think we have the enough body paint to do that. Yeah, so. I, I had great plans when we when we wear our costumes. We'll talk about what changes we had to go through as we planned them and built them out. I love you, Rebecca Sugar, but stop making like color toned characters that I can't play. No, keep doing it. You do you, <laughs> Rebecca. Jeez. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so thank you guys so much for watching. Um, be sure to like our page, uh, for updates. We try to update as, uh, as quick as we can, or, you know, to let you guys know when we are going to be live streaming again. If you're here for just keep beach city quarantined, might we recommend our original podcast? Married to the idea. Uh, which updates every other week. This Friday, we're coming out with our crossover episode with Sam and Paige of Sam and Paige Plan a Wedding. Uh, talking about one of uh, the many varieties of movies available on Disney Plus, so you can watch along too. But a remake of a live action movie, a good one actually, not like the bad recent live action remakes recently. You're 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 overhyping it. <laughs> so uh, hope everyone is being safe, um, both in you know audio land and in video land. Um, and uh, if you guys have any requests. Uh, of course, we are always uh, up to that. Um, after we get done with season one, obviously, we're going to move right on to season two. Um, we're just going to keep trucking along. Uh, we'll probably stick with the five to six episode format for the season two since there's only, only... 25 episodes. Yeah, so this will be um, how we do that because the next few seasons are only about 25 episodes long anyway. So, um, But uh, we are always looking for more input. So happy to hear from anybody um and of course we love to chat with people i try to chat with people as we are live you're doing a good job of it try um so but thank you guys so much hope everyone's safe and remember only you can keep beach city quarantined bye everybody